Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, warmer days remind us of fond summer memories. Now you can make those moments year-round with a Michael Phelps swim spa by our friends at Master Spas, and that combines the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool. Now Master Spas technology is incredible with LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful water jets installed in just one day. You're going to love it. Proudly made in America. Use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. Well, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. We'll all be flying higher than a jetliner. Look, the bottom line is this. Americans can rest assured that our banking system is safe. Your deposits are safe. I mean, one of the young leaders was talking to me about climate mental health. I said, tell me what's going on with your peers. Climate mental health. It is an existential threat. Do you care about climate change? Do you care about the future for you, for your children? Do you want to know how we can solve it through cool technology? Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. All right, news roundup, information overload hour, toll-free. It is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. So the head of the U.S. Border Patrol, uh... On Wednesday, yesterday, told lawmakers the agency does not have operational control of the U.S. southern border. And he also said that the migration levels were at a crisis level. Uh, anyway, the chief's name is Raul uh, Ortiz, and uh, he was testifying before Congress and speaking at the House Homeland Security Committee hearing uh, in McAllen, Texas, and was asked a lot of questions, and he also said that they made a mistake by not finishing the border wall that was started by Donald Trump. Uh, I want to play some of his testimony from yesterday, where he testifies that we have 385,000, quote, gotaways at the border since the beginning of this fiscal year. Now, remember, last year, we have uh, 167 
people on the terrorist watch list that we caught. How many gotaways got in that were on that list? We don't know. I guarantee you there were some. Uh, then he pointed out and testified that Biden's policies are the reason for the border crisis. Uh, and then he said that they don't have, the DHS does not have operational control. Then Morgan Luttrell, a congressman from Texas, uh, was quest- questioning the Border Patrol official, uh, Stephen uh, Cajun, over an explosive device at the border, uh, saying that the Biden administration is lying to us. And I know the media was all over Marjorie Taylor Greene for asking the same question. Who are you going to, uh, you know, I'd like an answer to this question. Let me play all this for you. This is one of the issues I see between the, and I respect everything that both of you do in every way that works for you, but the breakdown of communication and the silos that we work in is what's detrimental to this country right now. And if there is an explosive device, if the cartels are using explosive device against our agents, that changes the narrative. So can I, can I answer my job as the assistant director over transnational organized crime is not domestic operations. Our domestic operations folks that work in the field day in and day out are the ones that communicate with the Border Patrol. I'm saying me personally, I do not know. I I can get back to you and let you know whether HSI as a whole knows and our domestic operations knows. So I just wanted to clarify that. Thank you. So I would assume that the two individuals that you report to, sir, have reported to Secretary Mayorkas about this explosive device, which tells me that Mayorkas has reported this to the president and nothing has been said or done to the American public. And Congress was had no idea this was going on. Now, if this is the case and we're surging money, billions, hundreds of billions of dollars across the seas to secure everybody else and we're not doing anything here in my state. In our southern border, that's a problem because that means that they're lying to us. All right. Joining us now, investigative reporter, Fox News uh, contributor, our good friend who knows the border better than anybody, Sarah Carter. Uh, also joining us, Lieutenant uh, Chris Oliveras, a spokesperson with the Texas Department of Public Safety. Uh, anyway, thank you both for being here. Now, Sarah, you were at this committee hearing yesterday. Tell us how you felt it went and where are we? Well, it was a fiery hearing, Sean, and you laid it out pretty clearly. I mean, when Chief Ortiz, I've had an opportunity to speak with him in the past. Uh, Remember, he works for the Biden administration. He's the head of Customs and Border Protection, the Border Patrol. He is walking a really fine line, and he's not going to lie about it. And I think that's what everybody was so impressed with. They were so impressed with the fact, all the lawmakers, that Chief Ortiz, although he walked that fine line, when it came down to the nitty-gritty, he admitted it. He said, we have absolutely no control, basically, operational control over our nearly 2,000-mile border with Mexico. And he's having issues up north as well. And all of this, and this is where I thought it was the most important point. He said this was a policy crisis. And I thought that's where he just immediately went after the Biden administration, his own administration. He said, look, this is a policy crisis, not necessarily a humanitarian off the top or national security. The policy crisis is what led us to this. And you talked about Marjorie Green, Marjorie Taylor Green, as well as Congressman Luttrell uh, talking about this device. I, I went ahead and I did a little bit investigating Um, I had a chance to talk to um, uh, Congresswoman Green. I also spoke to other congressional members there, and I got in touch with some of the Border Patrol agents that were actually at the location when the device was found, when the device... So so Marjorie Taylor Green and and the other congressman, uh, Luttrell, uh, 
were telling the truth and the media lied and said that they were wrong. Did the Biden administration deny it, too? Well, this is the thing. They were told by Border Patrol agents that were on scene when they located this apparent device. The, the device, the Border Patrol agents said, and it looked like an explosive device. They believed it to be an explosive device. They watched someone walk out to this area called No Man's Land, set the device down, and that's when everybody went in to see what was going on with this device. What I think is so interesting to me, Sean, and what's so important here is that the device doesn't need to be an actual activated device for it to not be a threat. I spoke to a lot of people, you know, in U.S. intelligence. I worked in war zones. A lot of times cartels, terror members, they will go ahead and plant a false device to watch what our law enforcement uh, personnel will do. How will they respond? What will they do? Where where will they come from? And that's part of watching them. And I I know we've got Lieutenant Olivares here on the line as well, and he and I talked about this at length. But this is definitely something that the cartels do as well, just to kind of see how we're going to react. So the questions were legitimate. Marjorie Taylor Greene, the congresswoman, as well as the congressman, uh, Latrell, they were not lying about this. They just wanted answers. And the interesting thing was Chief Ortiz said, oh, I had been briefed about this in a skiff, which is a highly classified location. And I don't think we should talk about it publicly. And then within like 20 minutes uh, after the hearing, he issues a Twitter, you know, he sends out a tweet and issues a message saying, hey, this was just a ball of sand and leaves it at that. Well, uh, you know, that didn't answer my question. It didn't answer the congressional woman's question uh, and neither the rest of the congressional members that were there. I think that there's a lot more to this. And and if it was just sand, why not say it, you know, during the hearing? That's a great point. Why did if it was only sand, why did you need to be briefed in a skiff? That doesn't make sense either. Uh, Lieutenant Chris Oliveras, let's get your take on this. Hey, Sean. Yeah, so great to be with you. So, yeah, of course. I mean, I think that hearing yesterday actually exposed the reality of this current border situation. The fact that we have failed policies that have caused intentionally this border crisis. And you heard it from the chief from the Border Patrol who actually came out and said that this situation is happening because of failed policies. And we knew that from the very beginning. And that's why we saw this increase of people coming across the border. And not just so much asylum seekers, but also the gotaways. We have over 1.4 million known gotaways that have made it past law enforcement that are in the country right now. We do not know where they're at and what their intentions are. That's not only a national security threat, but also a public safety threat as well. And you think about the, the, the amount of drugs that have come across, illicit drugs, methamphetamine, and even fentanyl, having to deal with a fentanyl crisis now where you have tens of thousands of Americans that are dying because of this, because of this crisis. And the fact that there's no acknowledgement or accountability from the federal government to go after these criminal organizations, to designate the cartels as terrorist organizations. Governor Abbott did it last year at the state level, but this requires a federal response. And the question needs to be raised is how many more Americans are going to die uh, because of fentanyl poison until this, this government takes action and go after these organizations and stop the flow of drugs that are coming across our porous border right now. I mean, these are unbelievable times we live in. Uh, Got to take a quick break. More with Sarah Carter and Lieutenant Chris Oliveras uh, at the uh, bottom of the hour. We'll take your calls. 800-941-SEAN. Our number, if you want to be a part of the program. Hannity tonight, live studio audience. If you want tickets, Hannity.com, especially if you're in the WOR listening area in New York, New Jersey, Long Island, wherever you happen to be. We'd love to have you sign up. Tickets are free. 
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. It sounds to most folks like a crisis. Well, look, it's way down now. We've now gotten control. Uh, precisely that. The border is closed. Nor could I have been clearer and continued to be so, which is the border is closed. The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our border. Uh, the border... Um, we are working to make the border more secure. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. We agree that uh, the border is secure. All right, we continue with Sarah Carter and uh, also Lieutenant Chris Olivares about Biden's disaster at the border where we learned yesterday that the DHS has no operational control of the border. Another reason why Mayorka should be impeached. Sarah, you have chronicled this so well, and that is all the fentanyl that's coming across that border, the human trafficking, uh, the cartels, you know, their treatment of even young women and, and girls is is beyond evil. Uh, then you got cocaine, then you got heroin and opioids and methamphetamine. Uh, it's basically a wide open border. Um, and we're on track this year. It appears, uh, to break a record of last year. And last year was over five plus million illegal immigrants entering the country. Th- th- I mean, that's ostensibly wide open borders. Sean, it's a, it's a, it's a war zone. It's a war zone. I remember just sitting there at the hearing, listening to everybody talk, talking about this device, talking about uh, the fentanyl poisonings that are happening across our nation, over 100,000 deaths. And Chris Olivares and I, when we're out on the border, all of the children that are intercepted by, thank God, by law enforcement, by the Texas DPS, 
and others who are out there trying to save children and, and, you know, trying to save our own children, trying to save their children. And let's not forget, let's not forget that we have China, an adversary of the United States that is threatening us openly right now, along with Russia. And they're taking advantage of this wide open border. And we're sitting here completely exposed completely exposed it is a beyond a national security threat and now you have obrador obrador the president of mexico saying oh you guys don't have we don't have fentanyl here he is literally lying well it's even worse than that he says it's safer in mexico than it is the u.s which is such an insulting dig at the u.s but it is rooted in some reality and that was you know as a result of defund dismantle no bail laws uh, we do have unsafe cities and towns all across the country. Uh, we did have 574 riots, uh, uh, in the summer of 2020 and nobody seemed to give a damn. Uh, there's no hearings on that. They only cared about the one hearing where they would ignore, uh, major intelligence that was not adhered to, uh, that they wouldn't even listen to the Capitol Police Chief's request for the National Guard. They just wanted to bludgeon Trump. So that that's the only one they cared about. But it is insulting by the Mexican president. I will say that. Oh, absolutely. And I think that, uh, you know, even uh, with uh, Lieutenant Olivar, if you could talk about how DPS and Operation Lone Star has had to take on literally the job of the federal government. And, uh, you know, right now what we're seeing is a full control. Uh, we're seeing not just a pseudo narco state, but an actual narco state operation in Mexico. Literally, we are living next door uh, to a narco state because the government of Mexico refuses to take any action against these terrorists. Yeah, let's get your final word, uh, Lieutenant Chris Oliveras. Well, absolutely, Sean. I mean, of course, you know, if it wasn't for what Governor Abbott did back in March of 2021 when this crisis first started by launching Operation Lone Star, which is a statewide comprehensive border operation, there's no telling how many more criminals will be getting by our Border Patrol agents, how many more drugs will be getting by our borders, especially criminals. We have seized over 365 million lethal doses of fentanyl just in the state of Texas. These are drugs that have already made it past and by the way, just what we have been able to confiscate, how many uh, Americans can we kill? Uh, how many times over? Well, that's 365 million doses. That's 365 million people that could potentially die from the amount of fentanyl that we have seized. So we can kill essentially every single American in this entire country just based off what we seized in the state of Texas. So, again, if it wasn't for Governor Abbott stepping in, taking that proactive approach and doing the job of the federal government, we would see this continuous uh, illicit drugs coming across our borders. And when we talk about the cartels, Sean, the cartels have evolved into a parallel government. You think about how there's no action, especially in Mexico, to go after these organizations because they've been able to expand their criminal network throughout the United States, especially now more so in the past two years because there's no consequences. They recognize that we have weak leadership, so they take full advantage of that. They take full advantage of the fact that we have a porous border there's vulnerabilities, and that's why you see so many people coming across that border, as well as drugs, and yet there's no action being done on the federal level. So that's why these cartels have been yeah. able to operate with impunity. They continue to obtain military-grade weapons, both on the U.S., also weapons that are being imported from Guatemala, these armories that are being, that are being purchased um, through Iran, through South Korea. These weapons are being obtained and then smuggled into Mexico to supply the cartels. These cartels have you know, 40 millimeter grenades, 50 caliber machine guns. You think about the RPGs, all the weaponry they have that's, that's, that's 
this has this is a tinderbox. This this can explode any moment. Uh, you know, the, the incidents with Americans being killed near the border, that could be the canary in the coal mine, based on what you're both uh, describing here. Anyway, I have to run. You're right about uh, Governor Abbott as well. He's done a great job. He's had to do Joe Biden's job because Joe Biden is too busy aiding and abetting the law breaking at the border. Uh, Sarah Carter and Lieutenant uh, Chris Oliveras, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Uh, Tony in Texas. What's up, Tony? How are you? Glad you called, sir. Sean, I'm good, thanks. It's an honor to speak with you. The honor's all mine. Well, um, I'm driving across the Texas Panhandle, and it's a fun fact. This is one of the only places on Earth where the wind blows and sucks at the same time. <laughs> I'm not sure if, I, if I'm going to even ask for an explanation, <laughs> but uh, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> okay, well, here, here's the deal. You know, I've heard you say on numerous occasions, you know, you go to war with the army that you have not the army that you want. Well, yes and no. I mean, it depends what we're talking about. If, if you're talking about a real war, I mean, if I say that about COVID, I'm, I'm saying, all right, we, we don't have monoclonal antibodies uh, and we don't have this and we don't have that. But some people say that HCQ is harmless. Experts like Dr. Daniel Wallace out at Cedar sinai in Los Angeles said that in April of 2022 that there's no harm, no risk at all. His words, not mine. OK, so you use what you got. But you're right. In every case, you you can wish for what you want, but you have what you have. And I think that's my point with this situation is we have what we have in a geopolitical conflict. You go you go to that place with the leaders that you have. And sadly, we have a commander in chaos that has totally forfeited our respect around the world and the fear of our opposition. And so I, I, I'm flummoxed, quite frankly. I look at this situation with the downing of the drone. I'm not sure. But what he was just a, a rogue pilot. I mean, all I know about fighter pilots is what I learned from Maverick on the Top Gun movies. <laughs> listen, you can learn a lot from that, actually. Uh, but I, listen, I hear what you're saying. You, you, let's look at both sides of this. I mean, we've had some brilliant calls today and, and yours among them. If you look at it from both sides, OK, you're right. It's we're stuck. We have an incompetent, you know, president of the United States that is weak and frankly impaired cognitively and russia knows it and china knows it and you know we have the balloon incident nothing happens now we've got this drone incident and it looks like nothing's gonna happen and i i'm saying that there's if you want to stop aggression you've got to show strength you're, you're basically telling me we don't have strength in our president so we should probably just take it am i reading that right no, I, I guess my my point is, granted, you know, the only assertive, decisive action that President Biden has ever taken is when he grabs that spoon and shoves it into the ice cream. Other than that, he's not done anything to take action. But I guess my question for you is, what action should we take? You know, I keep thinking, what would President Trump do in this situation? What would It wouldn't have happened with President Trump, and I'm going to tell you why. And I had way more sources when he was president than I have now. But I will tell you, Vladimir Putin, President Xi, Kim Jong-un, the Iranian mullahs, uh, the Taliban in Afghanistan, they all knew in no uncertain terms, there was no ambiguity, that they were told directly what would happen if they did this, 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 or this. And you know what? There was a little bit of that. He might be crazy enough to do it in these leaders. You know, look, just because people are evil doesn't mean they're dumb and stupid. 
You can be evil and be very clever and smart, unfortunately. And, you know, you're, you're raising a point here because my my gut instinct is you've got to show some strength here. And it's, it should be coming from our military leaders. They should be insisting on it. And that would be you take down our drone, we're taking down two of yours. You can start there. Let's that's a mild response to me. And then you're saying to me, okay, Vladimir Putin still is is assessing Biden's too weak and he's not going to go any further than that. And he might retaliate. And that is a risk you take. The question is, how much of this are we going to take as a country? I only know one. I only adopt one philosophy. And my philosophy is strength, peace through strength you know because i uh let's put it this way because i have had my entire adult life uh a license to carry a firearm because i've trained in mixed martial arts i am a minor student please you know everyone say oh he's talking about his stupid martial arts again i'm a student it's a passion of mine i share it with my audience i train four or five days a week an hour and a half a day and I put that time aside that is sacred time for me uh, because I have the confidence in being able to defend myself. I pr- promise you, you might see a video one day of people trying to pick a fight with me and me walking backwards with my hands up ver- in a very, very peaceful posture. And then maybe, you know, when I get far enough away, I would run on video and maybe look like a coward. But you know something? Um, I'm not. You know, I just don't want to to hurt somebody and I know I have the ability to do it. Does that make sense? Oh, that makes perfect sense. And the problem right now is we cannot have that posture and that peace through strength approach because we have a leader who has shown over and over again that he is weak and he is unwilling to take action. So I guess the question again in my mind is with that leadership in place, what what are we supposed to do? I mean, I, I, I can't. You are making a very, very, very intelligent, well thought out point. However, we got to believe that somebody high, some high ranking military officials are in there. Like, for example, Iran was uh, attacking our targets in Syria. And what did Donald Trump do? Well, he used intelligence. He got the number one terrorist. Uh, of Iran, Soleimani, and they followed him for two weeks, and he got off an airplane, and they had a conver- confirmed visual on the ground, and they took that sucker out. What did he do with the caliphate? You know, but he doesn't even get credit for beating back the caliphate. The caliphate grew under Biden and Obama because of their weakness, and Trump decimated them. He bombed the living Adam Schiff out of them into oblivion. That's how you fight a war. If you're going to fight it, you fight it quickly. You fight to win, you leave. That's it. That's only one way. Now, if you're asking me, our military needs to step up and tell our commander in chief, if he can focus for a second and if somebody can remind him that today is Thursday uh, and we need to, there's got to be retribution here. Because it's all it's going to do is incur further aggression. It's all that's going to happen. And it's not just going to be, you know, don't forget, President Xi's watching this. And he's got his plans all drawn out to take over Taiwan. And I'm going to tell you what Joe Biden's response is going to be there. Nothing. He's not going to lift a finger. 
Agreed. But, I mean, let's look at this. The military officials who have the ear of the president, Millie, Austin, Kirby, they're all more involved and energized by equity and inclusion. I know. I, I'm reading this. The amount of billions of dollars being spent on our woke military is madness to me. And our military spending money on, on climate initiatives is, is this is madness to me. And we're in a bad spot. You, because what you're basically rightly pointing out is the U.S. is in a very weakened position right now because of weak leadership with this radical agenda. It's bad. It's I, There's no real good answer here. Sean, I appreciate you taking my call and confirming that I am not totally crazy. In- no, you're not crazy. It's it's but both sides are risky here. I would err on the side of strength. If you're asking me, and I'm taking into account every observation that you made that is correct, I am taking into account that we absolutely, it has been assessed by every major foreign hostile regime and actor that our president is weak and frail and a cognitive mess. So we're in a bad spot. However, doing nothing to me is the worst option. But it's not an easy call either. Agreed. You know, thanks, Sean. I really appreciate it. No, I appreciate that. Listen, you're you're I think everybody listening to us right now is thinking and understanding that this is a real clear present danger to our country. It scares the hell out of me, to be honest. This is the stuff that keeps me up at night. Then I think about, OK, well, what about escalation? I mean, this this weakness can, you know, it can evolve very quickly and to a worldwide, you know, confrontation. And these new alliances that I keep talking about under Trump, we had a great alliance that Trump built that I never thought would be possible in my life and my lifetime. And that was the U.S., Israel, the Saudis, the Emirates, the Jordanians, the Egyptians. Do we have some disagreements with those countries? Yeah, but they were aligned with intelligence. They were aligned militarily and they were aligned against a very evil regime that news reports are telling us is getting awfully close to getting nuclear capability having nuclear weapons and that would be the iranians now the iranians they are now partnering with the russians and they're now partnering with china and then we've got north korea on the periphery this is this is not a good and safe time in this in this world i'll tell you that because all the territorial ambitions of all these countries is now coming to fruition and they're being as bold as to send spy balloons over our airspace into our country and we do nothing. You know, they're being bold enough to take out a drone, a United States drone over international waters and we do nothing. I, I don't know that way. I don't understand that thought process of doing nothing. You know, if you punch me in the face, I promise you I am going to. You better knock me out because if I'm not knocked out, I am going to beat the living hell out of you. That's all. That's how I was brought up. I don't ever want to hit anybody. I'm a very, very peaceful person. I will back up. You can call me any name you want. And I will walk away, and I do it very peacefully. Linda, why are you laughing? I'm I'm smiling. There's a slight difference. I I don't know that peaceful is the right word. I think that you are comfortable with confrontation, which I consider to be a very. positive. Yeah. Um, I don't think that you are peaceful so much as agreeable when the situation calls for it. Confrontation. If I see somebody being attacked, right? I'm for going example, to step in. For example, like if you if you saw a dude hitting his wife. 
or his girlfriend or small child. No brainer. You would. I know I would. Right. Instantaneous. A hundred percent. But I think like you're one of those guys. Like if you saw two guys like trying to fight each other who were drunk outside of a bar, you'd be like, all right, just knock it off and not get involved. I probably would say that's between these two drunk idiots. Exactly. You know, that's exactly. your problem. A hundred percent. You know, um, I've had people, you know, come up to me or they usually do what I call a hit and run. It's usually they see me, they identify me, Hannity, F you, and then they're running out the door. They're so brave. They're so brave. They really are. I admire their braveness. I mean, it takes, it takes a lot to run. I was going to say something really not nice, so I'm going to lock it up. Wait a I'm minute. I, keep I think I want to hear it. <laughs> no, because it's not FCC appropriate. You know, I know. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, it's... Listen, I wish there was not evil in the world. I wish there wasn't. You know, I because it complicates everything. On the, on a small level, you deal with evil people in your life, right? What what it is my faith teaches me? We have to forgive people um, when you can. You know, turn the other cheek when you can. Uh, on the other hand, if somebody is threatening, you know, let me give you. Let me be back up. People ask me for advice. Knowing that I, I'm a, I say I'm a student because people say, oh, Hannity is martial arts. It's not about me and my martial arts, but there's a lot of discipline behind it. The discipline to work out every day, the discipline to listen to my sensei, the discipline to take it on pain day, uh, the discipline, you know, to really master at times complicated, um, maneuverings, if you will, or techniques that you use. Um, all of that is, but I, but I tell people when they ask me, well, what do I do? I love, for example, any woman that would ever ask me, what do I escape quickly? Uh, my first option would be is get close to the person and take your thumbs and drill it right into their eyeballs. If somebody's trying to really hurt you, somebody's trying to hurt your child, you know, or take you and put you in a van or put you in a car, you know, don't ever get in that car. Chances are 99.5%. You're not ever going to be seen or heard from again. So if you believe in God, go see God right there. End it right there. But your goal is to incapacitate. So you take your two thumbs, you dig it into their eyeballs and gouge and then turn around and run. You don't trying to win the fight. You're trying to get away. And, you know, there should be simple, basic things that people know how to defend themselves or their family, their children that they don't know. You know, right. If you give me any. We do situational self-defense. You give me any situation and I have seven options available to me uh, at any given moment. All right. That's going to wrap things up for today. Uh, we are loaded up tonight. LJ down in Florida. Spring break madness. We'll get to that. We'll have the latest on the banking crisis. We have Congressman Comer on tonight uh, as it relates to the Biden family with big breaking developments. Uh, more Biden family members are involved. Uh, we'll tell you about that. Kellyanne Conway will be with us. Tommy Lauren uh, Tom, and uh, Jimmy Fallon. And D Dagan McDowell, we got a great show. 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox News, audience show. By the way, if you want tickets, Hannity.com is where the place to go. Uh, and the tickets are free. All right, we'll see you tonight. Set your DVR, 9 Eastern on Fox. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.